The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. Thank you, Pastor Louis. How fun is it to be here when Hillary and Dash are away? So it's very trusting of them. When the bosses are away and the cat's away, what, what happens to the mice? We can play. <laughs> I love that you're doing a series on the Holy Spirit. Wonderful, one of my favourite topics. It's great to be back here with you again. I was here a few years ago. Who was here a few years ago? Do you? Yeah, okay, some of you. I know Pastor Louie was, and thank you for hosting us so beautifully. Let me introduce my assistant to you. Her name is Jenny, also known aka as Super Jenny, but I'm not allowed to call her that anymore because she left her red cape at home and she's going to kick me afterwards. So, <laughs> do you know, I was 21 years old and I had just finished my university degree training to be a teacher and life stretched out before me like an open plane. I wondered, how do I do it? How do I live this life? And then I met a friend and her name was Jill. And she talked about God as if he was her next door neighbour. I knew about God. I'd been raised in a church. I'd heard lots of sermons. I'd read my Bible from cover to cover. But Jill talked about God in a very different way. She said things like, God spoke to me. I'm like, wow, really? Like, well, what did he say? Like the creator of the universe, the God who made everything, who knows everything about my life, everything that's happened in my past, all the thoughts of my mind, all the possibilities of the future. Like, what would he say? And I got super curious. I thought, wow, how does this work? Like, if God was to speak to you, what would that mean for my life? And, and what would happen afterwards? So I prayed this prayer. Secretly, I was a little bit scared. This is my prayer. God, can you please speak to me? Uh, and if you do, can you make it really clear? Like, uh, none of that fuzzy-wuzzy Stuff. I want it to be nice and clear. And God, if you make it clear, I will do whatever you say. Yeah. Well, the story goes that he did speak and he made it really clear. <laughs> and I had to do what he said after a few arguments. And it turned out that life turned out very differently to what I had planned it to be. I was called into ministry at 26 years old. I did a number of ministry expressions, including planning a church and working at a small church you may have heard of in Sydney called Hillsong. And then years later, God spoke to me again. He said, what I want you to do, Tanya, your calling is to take everything that you have learnt about hearing my voice and pass it on to others. That's your job. And so the Ministry of God Conversations was born. It's a ministry I've been doing for about 11 years now and I travel in churches all around the world and I teach about this topic. How do I hear 
from the Holy Spirit. And how do I follow? God wants to speak to you. The creator of the universe wants to have a two-way conversation with you. He wants to speak to you about your life. So how do we do this? That's what I'm going to speak about this morning. How does that sound? Sound good? Before I do, let me mention I have brought some resources along with me. I have an amazing team and we are committed to helping people in this area. We're passionate about this because we know the difference that it makes. We have a website called godconversations.com and it has a whole ton of resources, blogs and articles and videos to help you on just this topic. You know what? I've found that wherever I go, no no matter what culture, no matter what church, we all have the same questions. How do I hear God's voice? How do I know if it's him? What happens when I hear it? Hearing from God is the most, one of the most powerful experiences in the universe. The God of heaven and earth wants to have a conversation with us. So I'm going to give some of those resources away. Is that okay? We've also got some special discounts on today because I'm in Sydney and I'm so excited to be in Sydney because usually it takes me, you know, like a 24-hour flight to get to my ministry appointment and this morning it took me 45 minutes. So I'm super excited about that. So I think this this is a special day. (laughs) This is a course we have called God Conversations and it teaches you how to hear God's voice. And we have it in multiple formats, like in a USB. We have it in an e-course. We have it in a DVD for a small group Bible study. And we even have it in one of those old-fashioned forms. Do you remember the, the gold circles, those gold bits of, they're called CDs. Do you remember them? We got those, we've got those two. <laughs> That's available today. And also, as Pastor Louis mentioned, my book, God Conversations. I wrote this book very differently. You know, the thing is that when we read in the Bible, have you ever noticed this? We read, and the Lord spoke to Abram, leave your country and go to a new land. And then the next verse says, so Abram got up and left his country and went to a new land. Have you, have you noticed that? It's like it looks so easy for them. Well, this gives you the behind-the-scenes look. Tells you how it feels to listen to God and the beautiful way that God wants to show that his voice can be clear. He wants to be heard. And you're going to see it's a story of my journey spliced with the journey of the Bible characters as they heard from God as well. So I'm going to give a couple of these away. Is that okay? This one here, who is really passionate about learning to hear God's voice and you have an old car that can play CDs? Anyone? First hand, Grace, I would love to give this to you because I really enjoyed your communion this morning. That was awesome. My assistant Jenny will be at the service at the end if she can ask more questions about any of those resources. But hearing from God can change your life. How do we get better at this? How do we hear from the Spirit and how do we follow? Let me pray. Father, we just thank you for an opportunity to sit together as your church and your people. But most of all, we thank you that you are present with us, Holy Spirit, and that your heart is to communicate. You're a deeply 
personal God and you have things to say, you have wisdom to share, you have understanding to give. God, we come to you this morning and we say to you, speak. Your servants are listening. By your spirit, will you encourage us? Will you remind us of the things that you've taught us? Will you speak to us about things to come? Would you reveal your love and your goodness to us? In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. How do we get good at this? You know, I remember when I was first learning, I would really have liked someone to say, just do these three things. You know, spend 10 minutes of a day reading the Bible, pray for 12 minutes, perform these three duties, and voila, God will speak. Wouldn't that be good? But I've since learnt that it doesn't work that way. And the reason why it doesn't work that way is because hearing from the Holy Spirit and learning to follow him takes place in the context of a relationship. It's a real relationship. So sometimes it's hard to imagine, isn't it? Because we know what human relationships are like, but imagine a relationship with a God that you cannot see. Well, what is that like anyway? Well, the scriptures give us a little bit of an indicator. They, they use metaphors to describe our relationship with God. Have you noticed that? For example, God is the king and we are his servants. God is the shepherd and we are his sheep. God is the father and we are his... But the most common metaphor that is used, do you know what that is? It's... He is the groom and we are the bride. It's the marriage relationship. And I ask myself, well, why is that? Think about it. The marriage relationship is the most intimate relationship we have on earth, isn't it? And that's the metaphor that God uses to describe our relationship with him. So when we talk about hearing his voice, we're talking about the principles of communication. And communication happens in the context of relationship. You think about the different types of communication you have. Think about what it's like with a stranger. Think about what it's like with someone you've just met. Think about what it's like with your best friend or your boss at work. You see, the communication will change depending on the relationship that you have. And it's the same with God. If we want to get better at hearing from the Holy Spirit and following him, It's the context of our relationship that becomes the focus, just like any human relationship. So I'm not going to give you three steps to follow. Everyone say, there's no guilt trip here. I don't have to go home and spend three hours on top of a mountain, although you can still do that. I'm going to give you some principles of relationship. And by them, understand that God speaks in this context. We're going to think about our own relationship with God and what it's like and reflect in that context on how we can better hear from the Spirit and follow. Are you ready? The first principle is this. Make a commitment to work at your communication. Make a commitment to work at 
your communication. Have a think about the first time that you met your best friend or your marriage partner. (laughs) Have you noticed that when you first meet people, you misunderstand the communication? You people who are married... When you when your wife says when you say to your wife, "How are you, honey?" and she says, "I'm fine, thanks." You thought she meant she was fine. <laughs> See, we get better at improving our communication and it's exactly the same with God. It takes time to learn how to hear God's voice because it's about knowing a person. It's not like a slot machine where we put the 20 cents in and we get our answer out. It's about knowing a person and walking with that person and learning to recognise their voice. We learn by experience. We learn by hearing and doing. See, there was a man in the Bible and he was very good at hearing God's voice. He was like the expert. He heard from God in such a way that none of his words fell to the ground, the scriptures say. He always got it right. He was the prototype of all Old Testament prophets to come, the expert. But when Samuel first heard God speak... He didn't recognize it. You know the story? Samuel! What? What? Who's that? Is that you, Eli? Is that you, my mentor, speaking to me? No, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Huh. Sure, I heard the voice. Samuel, what? Who who is it? Eli, is that you speaking to me? No, I I didn't call you. Must be your own imagination. Go back to, go back to sleep, Samuel. Oh, gee, what was that? Samuel, three times. Samuel heard the voice, but he didn't recognize it when he heard it, but he learnt. He learnt by experiencing it. He learnt by asking the question. He learnt by going to others and saying, is that you, God, speaking to me? I don't know. I'm not sure if that's his voice. God, is that you? Would you make it clear? Would you teach me how to hear your voice? I want to get better at this. I've heard it before, but I want to hear it more. I want to hear it more clearly. Make a commitment to improve your communication. Come to God and ask him, God, would you speak to me? See, the truth is that God's promise is that the Spirit was given to every single person on the, who chooses to follow Jesus. You know, how good would it have been to be one of the disciples? Don't you reckon? Man, you could ask Jesus questions as you're walking along the streets of Jerusalem. You could hear him speak on the temple steps. You, you could talk to him in the dining halls over bread and olives. It would have been so cool to hear his voice. Everything Jesus said was God's word to us. 
But can you imagine how it felt for those disciples when Jesus said, Hey guys, it's been three years, I've trained you up, but now I've got to go. What? Jesus, what do you mean you've got to go? I've got to leave, I've got to go back to my father, I'm out of here. What? What? How You can't leave. We've got so much to do. You're about to give us the great commission to go into all the world and, and preach the gospel. We're going to build the church and bring the kingdom from heaven. To, but how are we going to know what to do? We need you here, Jesus. You can't leave. And what did he say? It would be better if I leave. Because when I go, my spirit is going to continue to speak to you. In John chapter 14 and 16, his words are recorded there. My spirit is going to remind you of everything I've taught you. My spirit's going to remind you of the truths of salvation. My spirit's going to remind you of the gospel. My spirit's going to remind you of all the teachings that I've given you for the past three years and what kind of God I am, the God who came to serve and to love. This is what my spirit's going to remind you of those things, those things that are written in the scriptures for us. But I've got so much more to tell you. You're going to have so many questions in the future. And I can't tell you everything right now. It's more than you can bear. But don't worry, because when I leave, I'm going to send you my spirit. And my spirit is going to remind you of what I've said. But not only that, my spirit is going to speak to you about things to come. Those issues that you're facing in your life, those questions you have about your family and your job and your mission, your purpose on the earth, my spirit's going to speak to you about your life. It's going to be better because my spirit's going to fall on you. And when the spirit came on the day of Pentecost, did you notice the things that the apostle Peter said? In the midst of all the miraculous phenomena that happened, did you notice what he says in Acts chapter 2, verse 16 and 17? He stands up and he said, this is what was promised, that my spirit would fall on all people. Your young men will have visions, your old men will have dreams, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. What does that mean? Well, I used to sit in church and I thought, well... Your young men will have visions and your old men will have dreams. Okay, so that means that the old men will be in church and, you know, they'll probably be at the back row. And because sometimes, you know, Pastor Louis and Pastor Hillary, and they, they go on for a little bit of time. And, you know, because the men are old, they're sitting up the back and they fall asleep and they have dreams. That's probably what it means, right? And the young men, because they're so, not in this church, but the young men, they're so full of life and zeal. They're on the front row and they're planning their 10-year vision for their life. That's what it means. Does that sound right to you? (laughs) What was Peter talking about when he talked about what the Spirit's coming would mean? Well, Under the old covenant, the only people that could hear from God were the prophets. They were God's chosen spokespeople. They would hear from God and then they would pass his messages on. People like Moses and Isaiah and Amos and Zechariah, they were God's messengers. They would hear from God and how did they hear from God? How did the Spirit speak primarily in the old covenant? You guessed it. 
through visions and dreams. And then, having heard God's message, they would pass it on. They would prophesy to the people. That's the only way you could hear from God was through a prophet. You couldn't go directly to him. Now, what happens when the Spirit comes? As the Spirit falls, who does the Spirit fall on? It's not the chosen prophets, uh uh-uh. It's not the special selected ones, no. Who is it? All people, sons and daughters, young and old, men and women, they could have visions and dreams. They could hear from God in the same way that the old covenant prophets could. They could hear from God in visions and dreams and they could prophesy, they could pass his messages on to others. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to each one of us. When we choose to follow Jesus, he gives us his spirit. The spirit comes and reminds us of all that Jesus said, I love you, I died for you, I came to serve you. But not only that, the spirit wants to speak about things to come. God, where's my place in your purpose God, what are you saying to me about my life? How do I live this life, Holy Spirit? Would you help me? Would you walk with me so that I could follow you? Jesus said, my people recognize my voice. They know my voice and they follow. We need to make a commitment to get better at our communication and it's based on the truth that God wants to have a two-way conversation with us. When I heard this, I was super excited. I said, God, would you teach me? I really want to know how to hear your voice. But I'd never heard it before. Like, what does it sound like? Like, does God have a big booming voice? Or does he speak in a soft, mystical whisper? Does he speak with an accent like Hebrew or does he speak Australian? How how do I know if it's him? So I prayed and I asked him and I remember one of the first times I heard him speak. I was with my friends and we were gathered for dinner one night and afterwards we decided to pray together. It was something we regularly did so it wasn't that unusual. But as we sat down in the lounge together I said to God, okay God, Here's your chance. Speak to me. So I waited. Friends began to pray around me. Like, speak to me, God. And after a while, this thought popped into my head. Philippians chapter 2. I had my Bible with me, so I opened it up and, and I said to my friends, I, I, I think the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us through this verse. Uh, I read it out. It seemed appropriate. And it felt really good. I felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up a bit. I, I think it's God. I think, I think the Spirit is speaking to me. Our prayer time finished. We did the dishes. We left home, we went on our separate ways home. I was driving the way home, it was about a half an hour to drive and I remember reflecting back on our time together, our dinner and our prayer time and that moment, hmm, was that you God? I don't know, it was just a thought in my head. I already 
already know that verse from Philippians chapter 2. I've read it before. You could have just made it up. Well, when I read it out, nothing really happened. No one fell on the floor and got miraculously healed. I don't think it was God. I think it was, it was just me. How are you supposed to know if it's God? That's it. I know, I know, I know. God, if that was you, could you make the pastor speak about Philippians chapter 2 at church tomorrow morning? Yes. Good idea. Brilliant. Right? Drove the rest of the way home. Just about to drive into the driveway of my house and get out of my car. When this thought pops into my head, someone is going to break into your car tonight. What? Why am I thinking that someone's going to break into my car? It's not even a very good car. It's pretty old. There's nothing really to steal. Oh, hang on, hang on. My music. I've got some really good music in the glove box. I don't want anyone taking my music. So I opened up the glove box and took out my cassette tapes. (laughs) Locked the door, went to bed, forgot all about it. Next morning morning was church. Got up, had my shower, ate my breakfast, raced out to the car, just about to open it when I looked down at the car door. Hang on. The lock is broken. It's, it's dangling out of the socket. I open up the car door. Huh? Someone has broken into my car. All the contents of the glove box strewn out across the floor, except my music. <laughs> Safe. Huh? That, that was you, God, speaking to me. I thought it was just me. I, I thought it was just my own thought. I went to church that morning, had worship. The pastor stands up to preach. He says, who's hungry to hear God's voice this morning? Open up your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. What was God doing? He was teaching me to recognize his voice. He was showing me what he sounded like. His spirit was showing me how to hear him. As time goes on, God has spoken about a lot bigger things in my life. Not as consequential as someone breaking into my car. But it started small. It started learning to recognize his voice, making a commitment to improve it, getting hungry. Is that you, God? Would you speak to me? I want to know, asking questions, seeking him, understanding that this promise that was given to the early church was not just given to those assembled at Pentecost that day. It was given to all those there and their children and those who were far off, not just in Jerusalem and Judea, but to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This promise is for you, sons and daughters, young and old. Make a commitment to improve your communication. The next principle is to learn to trust his communication. To learn to trust his communication. Isn't trust 
the basis of relationship. You've got to be able to believe what the other person says. If you don't believe them, what's the point? But not only learning to trust their communication, but there's another party involved too. See, God has to see that he can trust our communication. I remember in the early days I was going through like a honeymoon period in my in my Christian walk, I was really getting to experience God's voice and I was getting really excited about that. I remember going to church and learning new songs and opening up in worship and enjoying my, my spiritual journey. And often what I would do is I'd take prayer walks down in the park and sometimes there would be no one else around. I used to love that because I liked to sing. And there was this new song at church that we'd been singing and I really loved it. And on this particular afternoon, no one was around. So I started walking through the park and I started singing and I got really excited in my worship time and I started skipping and singing this song. I haven't sung it since (laughs) and you'll see why in a minute. The song went like this, I'm yours Lord, everything I am, everything I've got, I'm yours Lord, Try me now and see, see if I can be completely yours. In the next moment, I heard this voice in my head, give all your money away. I stopped skipping. (laughs) I turned around, started to walk back to my house. Give away, what? At the time, God was like doing a stock take of my life. He was going through all the different areas of my life. And the truth was that money had a little bit of a stronghold in my heart. It was a little bit of an idol. It was a bit too important to me. It was more important than God was. And God was beginning to challenge my heart. (laughs) I was saving up at the time to go away to give my year to a mission organisation. I I saved up over $4,000 and at the time that was a lot of money for me. I told the mission organisation that I was ready to go. And now God was saying, give all your money away. I want you to learn to do it my way. I'm going to provide for you. We need to learn to trust his communication. See, God is not a man that he should lie not the son of man that he changes his mind. What he says, he does. He's faithful to his word, but I hadn't really experienced that yet. I remember going to the bank, lining up at the teller, watching as my place got closer and closer. I gave the slip over and they gave me a check. I went to church that Sunday. It was time for the offering held the check in my hand. The offering bag started to come towards me. The pastor's talking about how God loves a cheerful giver. (laughs) I'm about to burst into tears. I take the check out of my bag and I drop it into the offering bag. And then I watch as it goes down the aisle. I am yours, Lord, everything I am. Everything I've got, I'm yours, Lord. See, I had to learn to trust God. 
But he was always also seeing that he could trust me. So we say things to God, don't we? We sing songs, but do we do what we say we're going to do? Time goes on and it's time to go back to the mission organisation and tell them what I've done. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to think I'm nuts. I meet with a lady. I said, look, I've, I know I, I said I had the money to go away with you, but um, yeah, I hate to tell you this, but God told me to give it away. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> she looks at me. A broad grin stretches across her face. She said, I'm so excited. I knew that God had to deal with that area of your heart before you came away with us. <laughs> Time goes on. I meet this new couple at church who I'd never met before. They said, I've heard about you. We would like to do something for you. We would like to raise all your financial sponsorship for your time away. And within weeks, checks and money started to roll in. By the time I left for my big mission adventure, I had every bit of money that I needed. God is not a man that he should lie. See, communicating with him is learning to trust what he says is true. That God doesn't lie. He doesn't make promises he doesn't keep. He sends forth his word to fulfill it. He watches over it to perform it. We need to learn to trust what he says. But not only that, he needs to learn to trust what we say. He needs to see that we are trustworthy. The last principle I have, and then we're going to finish with this one, is to become honest, more honest in our communication as he, we allow him to become more honest in his. See, as we get to know someone, we start to share the deeper things of our hearts, don't we? As we draw close to people, we begin to open up. And that means that we don't just talk about the good things, we talk about the hard things too. Have you noticed? See, that's what true intimacy is. You can't go deeper with a person unless you're willing to broach those difficult things in relationship. Well, it's the same with God. We need to be honest with how we're feeling with him, but also we need to allow him to be honest with us and talk about the difficult things, not just the blessings, but the hard things. I remember in one church service, I just finished preaching and we had a prayer time. This lady came up to receive prayer and she said, oh, can you pray for me that God will speak to me? I said, sure, we've just been talking about that. But before we do, has God been speaking to you about anything already? Hmm. Well, I had a dream a couple of months ago. And I heard this voice in the dream and the voice said, eat more vegetables. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Um, so have you been having problems with your health at all of late? Oh, yes. So many problems. I've been to the doctor about my blood pressure and my heart and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so many problems with my health. Oh, okay. So, um, do you think that the voice in the dream was from God? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. So, have you been eating more vegetables? <laughs> so hard, you know. 
Yeah, the broccoli and the carrots. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's hard. But I'm not praying for you. Go and eat more vegetables. <laughs> See, sometimes we say, oh, I can't hear God's voice. He's not speaking. But the truth is, he already has. We just didn't like what he said. We say, God, speak to me. And when you do, make sure you say this. See, God may be saying, eat more vegetables and you want more steak. And you're saying, God, I really want steak. And he's saying, no, eat vegetables. And we don't realize that what God says to us is for our good. It's for our good. He wants to speak truth into our lives. He wants to speak to the hard places in our hearts. He wants us to be whole. And when we come to him, we say, God, I want to learn how to hear your voice. It means being willing to allow him to speak speak about whatever he wants to. I remember being terrified of this at 21. I thought, wow, God, if I, if I ask you to speak to me, what if you say something like, you know, go to the outback Australia and, uh, where there's no showers? Like, oh, or even worse, what if he tells me to marry someone really ugly? <laughs> but I have since learnt that everything God says is for our good that he is good, that his words are spirit and they are life, that Jesus said they're like bread to our bodies, food to our souls. We can't live without them. How do I get better at hearing from the Holy Spirit? I make a decision to allow him to be honest, to give him permission to speak about anything he wants to, To act is a step of faith, and it is faith. It is courage to give God permission. It is. Because he is committed to growing you, to releasing you, to sending you as part of his mission. He is committed to making you into the person he has created you to be. And it's going to take change. It's going to take growth. It's going to lead you to a cross. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. He's going to lead you to nail those sins that hold you back, those, those failings, those broken areas of your life. He's going to call you to nail them to the cross. But if we can only see that on the other side is resurrection life, that everything God says is for our good. It's producing life. Are you willing to come to him in faith this morning? Are you willing to say, God, I believe you. You are good. Your plans for me are to prosper me. Everything you say is full of your spirit and full of life. Are you willing to give him permission to speak about whatever he wants to say? Why don't you stand with me? We're going to close with a time of worship and prayer and I want to challenge you with this question. Come to him in faith this morning. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I'm listening. I give you the agenda. You know, perhaps you're like that woman and she's already heard from God and you just haven't done it yet. I don't know about you, but I have found that God doesn't change the topic. 
I've tried to. I really have. It doesn't work. (laughs) When he speaks, he wants us to follow. How do I get better at hearing his voice? Do what he says. Follow. He's going to lead you into green pastures. He's going to lead you into valleys that are refreshing and full of water. He's going to lead you into open places of prosperity and joy and peace. But we have to be willing to follow. Holy Spirit, what are you calling us to do? What are you speaking to us about? As we sing this song, I just encourage you to open up your heart. Spirit wants to remind you of the things that he's said. He's calling us to life. Are you listening? Are you following? Speak to us, Lord. We're listening. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.